Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Kendra. And today you have joined us on Hannah's Heart. We are a podcast and a ministry all devoted to couples struggling with infertility and miscarriage, that type of thing. But we're also kind of forming into a show of just family planning and yes, what that adoption, family, right, whatever your journey foster holds. care. Um, yes. All of that. And so I've been so blessed by getting to be a mm-hmm. part of this. We're almost at our year mark of ah, doing this. Crazy. So, um, it's exciting. But where all can they find us, Kendra? Yeah, we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and YouTube. You can also email us at hannahsheart mm-hmm. at afa.net. And we love getting your prayer requests. Right. Um, and we are working on forming a, a community to, that can pray for each other yeah. and just like, you know, it's important to just speak truth into people's lives. Sometimes it's so timely when somebody who has gone through the same kind of struggle that you are going through mm-hmm. can just point you to Jesus. Like it, it mean it's different than somebody who hasn't gone through right, that right. specific thing. And um, and both Anne and I have we've walked your journey and are walking your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to tell you that the Lord is trustworthy. Right. Like you can lean on Him completely. That's right. That's right. And um, that's what I feel like our guest today. She's a call-in guest all the way from South Carolina. (laughs) Um, She's calling in. Angela, are you there? I'm here. All right. Angela, so you're a blogger and you're a published author. You're a wife and a mama. You've got sweet babies in heaven and a sweet little miracle baby Mm -hmm. boy that I'm sure we're going to get to hear about in just a little bit. Yeah? Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Do you mind just starting out the show with telling us about your hubby and baby and what you're doing right now? Yes, so my husband's name is Bryant, and we've been married just a little over 11 years now, and we have a little boy named Lincoln. He's our little miracle baby. He turned five in May. And we have babies in heaven as well. And Mm. so right now I'm getting into the groove of he's gone to kindergarten all day. I'm finding a little bit more of like what I can do now that my time is freed up. So definitely (laughs) getting back into blogging, writing more, even sometimes just sitting and reading a book is nice. Lots of chores, all of the things that I feel like I've put off for a few years now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel (laughs) you. Um, well, no, that's so neat. He is so cute. Just on your Instagram page, that's how I even found out about you and started um, just kind of listening to you and watching your story. And um, he is a stinking cutie for sure. Thank you. Um, so tell us maybe how, what, what did your journey look like before Lincoln was here? Yeah, so um, my husband and I, we knew we wanted to wait about at least a year to have kids. And my mom got pregnant very young, very quickly, right after her, my dad got married. So infertility never crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. It never, Mm -hmm. I never thought it was something that 
I would have to deal with. No one in my family has gone through it. And so about after a year, we started actively trying to have a baby, to grow our family. We felt we were in a good place, and it just kept not happening. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do. Because in my mind, I was naive and thought, oh, the month I go off birth control, I'm going to get pregnant right. the next month. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that did not happen. So we really just... um kept trying for a couple of years and nothing happened. And I finally got to the point where I told my husband, I said, I think we need to seek help. And I actually was praying about how should I, I didn't even know how to do that because I never really dove into the community that is this beautiful infertility community. I Mm -hmm. didn't know it existed. And I had a friend that posted on Facebook. I was up praying that night and just saying, Lord, I need guidance. And a friend of mine posted on Facebook and it said, I don't know if any of my friends are going through infertility, but if you are, I have this amazing doctor in Oklahoma. He's helped our family so much. And I felt like I was supposed to post this tonight. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, so I grabbed onto that. I said, that's for me. I'm taking this as a sign. So the next day... When their office opened, I called the doctor and they had somehow they let me self-refer myself. They were like, you need a referral. But and I went ahead and told them, you know, it's been a couple years. I've never been pregnant before. I just want to get some testing. So they ended up letting me make an appointment. I think it was probably about a four month wait at the time. And then they said, but if we get a cancellation, we'll call you. And so they ended up having a cancellation. So I got in, I think, like a month later, went through all the initial testing, ultrasounds, all the things you go through. And then my husband went and went through testing as well. And then we ended up meeting with the doctor. A lot of things just looked really good, which was frustrating in Mm -hmm, a way. Because I was mm -hmm. like, I just wanted a tangible answer as Mm -hmm. to this is why you cannot get pregnant. But I did not get that. They're like, well, you, you know, you have some polyps and, you know, your cycle is irregular and all these things. But it wasn't like a definitive, this is it. And so because of that and because I'd never gotten pregnant, they said they gave us like a roughly 1% chance to oh, naturally wow. conceive. Wow. Just because of how long it had been. You know, I'd never seen a pregnancy test become positive. I'd never had a miscarriage. So... My doctor at the time said because of my age, which I was just barely 30, that he's like, we can go after this as fast as you want or as slow as you want. I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm ready. Let's go after it fast. So we ended up just diving into IVF, which a lot of people are like, you guys are insane for doing that. And I don't even know how it got past that we could do that. And um, so we went through... The process of learning about that, I knew nothing about it. Did never know anyone who'd been through it. And we were financially blessed by a family that is very special to us to this day. They ended up wanting to pay for the whole thing for us. Wow. Which was such an answered prayer because we talked about it. And we're like, the one thing that would hold us back is money. Mm -hmm. But we believed like God could provide. So I just started praying. I'm like, God, whatever way you have for us, you have this miracle, like we will receive it, whether it's a financial donation, whether it's me getting pregnant naturally, like I just want to believe for whatever your best is for us. So Mm. we just prayed into that. And the check came the day that we went 
to our IVF informational class. Wow. <laughs> like the exact day. My husband met me in the parking garage with it and showed me the check. And I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. okay, this is, wow. this is obviously what God has for us because he's provided on mm-hmm. this exact day. So we went through that and ended up going through IVF and it worked the first time, which I know rarely happens. So yeah. very thankful for that. I was actually pregnant with twins and oh. one of them ended up not making it. Mm. And very early on in my pregnancy, but Lincoln, he held on tight. Mm. He stayed in there. So we're very, <laughs> very the thankful. Lord. Yes, I know. Just super thankful for him. And he's just, He's such a joy. He's so much fun. He brings so much joy to our life. So we tell him all the time, like, we prayed so long for you. And Mm. now he's here and keeping me busy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's so neat. I know for me, just holding my baby, our babies came in two different ways, very Mm -hmm. different ways, one through foster care and one um, surprisingly naturally. Um, But yeah, just end up looking at them and think like, I literally prayed for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like you'll mm-hmm. never know mm-hmm. those prayers um, of me longing and just yeah. wondering if I would ever, you know, have right. this baby, you know. So right. it's just, I know you have to look at Link in the same way. Angela, you yeah. you mentioned that you and your husband, you know, that you just thought, oh, pregnancy is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think every woman goes through that where you're like, you just assume like, and then there's the statistic of one in eight couples struggle Mm -hmm. with infertility. Mm -hmm. You know, since, Mm -hmm. since I've struggled with infertility, I feel like I want to let a lot of my, specifically my friends who've gotten married older in, in, in life, Mm -hmm. let them know like, Hey, just don't expect that the month you go off birth control, it's going to happen. Like it, it really, um, every every life is a miracle, and sometimes you have right. to plan okay. for um, other things that might happen. But I did have a mm-hmm. question for you. When when you decided to go the IVF process, I know mm-hmm. um, a lot of Christians struggle with this idea of well, we want it to be God leading our mm-hmm. family planning, and right. you know, and they they think, am I taking things in in my control if I start to have any sort of help with with fertility treatments? Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Think about that, or how did you process those thoughts? Yes, that is something we very heavily discussed, and we even sought counsel over. Because mm-hmm. to me, I you know, believe God is the one who would give me life in my belly, but mm-hmm. I knew that I needed the help from doctors. So the way that I looked at it after a lot of time in praying is like, God, like just the whole embryo process and IVF process and even IUI, like these processes, are insane how many tiny details there are mm-hmm. that have to, to be lined up. I just, <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, God has obviously given these people a gift to be able to do this job right. to help those of us that need a little bit of extra help. But I knew at the end of the day, my faith was 100% in God with the help of a doctor. And I wasn't mm-hmm. putting every bit of my faith like in the doctor. Right. I knew he helped, but I knew partnering with God that this is how it could work for us. And that is a struggle because when we look at our walk with God and we think like, you know, we're supposed to put everything in his hands and people are like, well, I feel like I'm taking it a little bit out of his hands if I do this. And I always tell people, I'm like, you need to have peace to pursue IVF because if you don't, it's not an easy process Mm -hmm. and you need to know that that is the 
way you're supposed to go and that's the journey that you're supposed to go because you need to carry that peace with you for the days when it gets hard. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My husband and I did uh, minimal stimulation IVF and Mm -hmm. we struggled with Mm -hmm. that question of, you know, are we, how much are we taking into our hands? And um, God really gave us a peace, especially as we walked through the process, realizing like doctors can only do so much, but God right. is the author and creator of life. And just right. realizing like you can you can go through this whole process and end up with no baby in your arms, right. which right. is scary, mm-hmm. but it also mm-hmm. makes you realize that um, God is still very much involved, yeah. you, no matter which method. He's still the creator to. of yes. this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Only yes. he can do that. Something right. that, I don't, and I don't know if everybody would agree with what I'm about to say, but in my opinion, you know, like if we know we have a heart problem, we go mm. see a cardiologist. If mm-hmm. we know we have mm-hmm. a, any type of right. specific problem with our body, I can still trust the Lord and pray that he heals my heart or, you know, whatever, mm. but I'm still going to go see that cardiologist right. or that oncologist, you yes. know. And so um, I do feel like IVF is viewed. I, I get that there's parts of IVF that I probably don't know enough about that I might have mm-hmm. some questions about, but mm-hmm. you're, oh, this you're is a physical a problem right. with our bodies, unfortunately, these days. And I feel like it comes from the fall of mm-hmm. man, you know, Absolutely. that us as women and men struggle with infertility mm-hmm. sometimes. And so, yeah, I, I just that's just my view on it. And there's um, a way to do IVF where you're not trusting God, where it is man-led. Right. But there's also Absolutely. a way to do fertility treatments where you're completely dependent upon God. Right, right. It's mm-hmm. a, it, like it's a heart yeah. issue. <laughs> um, okay, right. so sure. we know that you had some losses along the way, I guess, mm-hmm. after Lincoln. Is that right? So I actually... Um, I've only been pregnant once, and that was with Lincoln. So that was during when I was pregnant with him, the loss of his twin. And then after that transfer, we actually lost all of our remaining embryos. None of them made it to a freezable grade. So it's kind of, it was just a bunch of loss at one time for us. Man, that's, yeah. Break it down for us because um, some of our listeners might not understand um, when you say embryos, what, um, yeah. how the IVF process works. Yes, so it's very it's very in depth, which is crazy. But so pretty much to make an embryo, it was my husband's sperm with my egg being made into a little baby is how I explain it to people, just so they can picture that. And then for us, what we did is so once that happened, within five days is when I did my transfer. So there's a fresh transfer, and there's also a frozen transfer. So we did a fresh, but some people, once their embryos get to a certain day old, they get frozen and then they unfreeze them once they're ready to transfer. Mm. And so since we did a fresh, once ours got to the five day, we transferred the two embryos. And then after that, they wanted them to go five more days to be able to make it to where they could be frozen to keep for babies down the road. And they have to be to a certain level of viability to be able to do that. And so none of ours were to that viable level. They had all passed mm-hmm. away pretty much would be the best way to explain it. Well, I love that you started off by explaining that like when this embryo um, becomes an embryo, that that is a baby, that that's yeah. a life. Even though it's not in the yes. womb, yet it hasn't attached, you view that as sacred and made in the image of God, yes. even if it's in that's a Petri right. dish. And that's that's really exactly. important. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's also helpful for people to understand, because um, when I started looking into this, I thought, well, 
wow, there's a lot of risk of embryos, like a lot of them do not make it. Um, is right. IVF um, a process that's not respectful of life? Is it, is it something in the IVF that's causing? And um, I didn't realize how often um, this happens naturally in a woman's body and you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. a lot of times um, it's, it's actually very consistent with the way a regular woman's cycle works mm-hmm. it, they just yes. never know that 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 life was created um it just yes. is not viable something in the genetic makeup and mentioned you know because of the fall we have you know um problems in our genes and sometimes yeah. that embryo just stops forming and you don't even know you're right. pregnant yeah right right so after um gosh hearing that news um, where did you go to from there? How did how did you get to where you are today? And then um, tell us about um, a group that you lead. Yes. So from there, um, once Lincoln was born, I so I didn't preface this, but throughout my whole process of going through IVF, I didn't share publicly. So oh, wow. I'm I'm the type like I, my journey came out after I had my baby in my arms, which is different than the community that I'm a part of now. Mm -hmm. But once he was born, I just felt such a need to be able to be a part of a community that helped women through where I was. Because all I wanted was someone to look at me in the eyes and literally be able to say, I've been where you've been Mm. and you can do this or Mm. it's going to be okay. Just some sort of where I could feel like I was relatable because I kind of just felt like this person floating around that's going through something that no one else had ever been through. Mm -hmm. So I randomly did a Google search one day and I found, actually it was on Pinterest, a pin of like verses while going through infertility. And it's for one of my good friends, Caroline Harries. Mm-hmm. She's the founder of a group called Moms in the Making, and they have support groups all throughout the United States, even overseas as well, in New Zealand and different places. And these support groups are for women to come be a part of a community where everyone's in a waiting season mm-hmm. or they've gone through that waiting season. So they've been there before and we come together together. We dive into scripture, we pray together, we encourage each other. So it's just such a beautiful thing how she has created a place to where a lot of people are like, do y'all just go and like complain in your group? I'm like, (laughs) no, you know, we, yeah, we say, this is where I'm at. People Mm -hmm. are very vulnerable because a lot of people come to these groups and they've never spoken to anyone publicly Mm -hmm. about what they're going through. Like Mm -hmm. I'm usually... The girls in my group, I lead one of the virtual support groups, and okay. one of the girls in my group this semester said, I've not even told my mom and dad, and I feel weight off mm. my shoulders since I've been able to just tell you, wow. and you know where I am. And so it's such a beautiful community. I've met some of my very best friends through it. So we have in-person groups, and we also have virtual groups. And then once you do have your miracle baby, they move on to groups called Moms Made. So these are groups Mm. of women who have a miracle baby at home and who may also be trying to grow their family more or their family might already be complete. Wow. Wow. I think that's so neat to be a part of. What does it look like to join the group? Or you said you're a leader of the group. What did that look like for you to be in that position? Yeah, so they have... She's, Caroline's very well organized, which is great and makes it easier for all of us. So to be a part of a group, you can literally go online, 
to momsinthemaking.com and search groups. It'll break down each state that has a group where the virtual groups are, and you can just click and sign up to join from there. And then if you want to be a leader, same thing. They do an application and an interview process to become a leader just because we are helping guide people through very deep traumas in a way and just very hard times in their lives. So they want to make sure the people that come on as leaders are equipped and they put us through trainings and we have a conference and we have a retreat and they're constantly just equipping us with the tools that we need to be able to lead these girls to the best of our ability. And I tell my girls all the time, I'm like, it doesn't mean since I'm your leader that I'm perfect or that I'm not hurting too, Mm -hmm. but it's a place where we can come together and we can discuss what we're feeling. We can champion each other through it. And in the meantime, we're just diving in and getting to know God even more and getting to know his heart and his promises and what he wants for our life and that he is good even in the midst of bad or hard circumstances. Mm. One of the things I love about the the ministry of Moms in the Making, the, the leader who we had on last week, she yeah. said their purpose is not to put hope in having a baby, but to put right. your hope in Jesus. That's right. And that's yes. I'm sure that's yes. why they kind of vet the leaders a little bit to make sure that it's mm-hmm. not just, oh, you know, if you want it and have positive vibes, mm-hmm. this will happen in mm-hmm. your life. Like that's right. false hope. Yeah, um, right. That That is not something sustainable when you're really going mm-hmm. through trauma after trauma or just a long extended period of waiting. That's not something that you can cling to, but yeah. Jesus is your anchor in the storm. Yeah. And no matter the result, he will not fade away. Um, Angela, what would you say to someone? Because I honestly was this person a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I wanted to reach mm-hmm. out and join one of these groups. I looked into mm-hmm. it. I had it pulled up. I sent, it, got an email ready, and then I never did send it because for some reason mm-hmm. it was so intimidating to me. Right. Um, what would you t- say to someone who might be listening? And be like, I really, I really do. I want to be able to tell somebody. I, I would love mm-hmm. to have people praying for me, but that's mm-hmm. scary to them to do. Yeah, so I would honestly just encourage them to, you can email the leader of the group that you'd be interested in. And even if you're a little leery or unsure, most of them are willing to hop on a call or message on Facebook or anything like that. I've done that many times. People reach out like, I want to be a part of your group so bad, but I don't want to sign up because once I sign up, I'm acknowledging Mm -hmm. that this is actually what I'm going through. And that's probably the biggest Mm. part to push past is acknowledging this is a problem in my life. But the beauty of it is once we really do dive into that community and push past that little bit of discomfort, the trajectory of everything will change. And it did for me. My life has changed just from becoming a leader and learning this ministry and being able to help lead these girls. And I tell them, I'm like, the baby is not going to heal you or Mm, fix you. mm -hmm. Like you want your heart healed and that hurt and that trauma dealt with before your baby ever gets here. Because if you don't deal with it before the baby gets here, then you're going to deal with all of it after. And that's what I did. So that's why I'm such a proponent of being in community and it's always a promise like whatever is said in here this is very private we don't share we don't tell other people what's going on and knowing that they have that safe space to come and some people just sit they don't talk that's okay but over time when you're ready to share 
you have a place to be able to do it. Mm. Well, Angela, would you mind, we're about out of time. Would you mind praying for that person that Ann just described who really needs hope and is just uh, afraid to take that next step? Would, would you mind closing us in a prayer for them? Yes, I would love to. Lord, I come to right now and I just thank you so much for this community that you've helped form, even though it's for circumstances we hope to not go through. And I just pray for the person that might be feeling intimidated, but is needing that community. I just pray that you would be able to just help them have courage to even reach out to one person that might be able to help or courage to just submit that email that they want to join the group and that they would just know that it doesn't mean that anything is wrong with them, that it doesn't mean that they have to change the trajectory of where they're going, but it means that they'll be able to find hope and that they'll be able to find community and peace and get to know you and dive into their relationship with you even more. And we thank you that you Mm -hmm. have formed these groups and given this gift to other people. And we just pray that this would be something that others would know about so that they wouldn't have to feel alone. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go through this journey alone. And we know you're with us. And we know that you've created this community for people to be able to dive into. So I just pray that they would be able to just take that first step and feel the courage that they need to today. Amen. 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 Angela, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, do you mind telling us where to find you on social media? Yes. So you can find me on instagram my instagram name is wow underscore in underscore waiting and then on facebook at the same thing facebook page while i'm waiting or my personal page is angela lee on there okay Alrighty, well, I so encourage you guys to look for her and find her um, on there so you can get to know her story even more and just be inspired and see. It's fun to see what she and her group have been up to, Mm -hmm. um, at least for me it is. And so anyway, thanks for listening today, and we'll see you back next week at Hannah's Heart. Mm